Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. The San Francisco Chronicle reports that Food and Drug Administration experts just voted in favor of an injectable gene therapy. The treatment is working to improve the vision of patients. The vision of patients is restored when the therapy replaces a defective gene that processes light. NBC News reports that a surgeon makes a tiny opening and places the eye therapy itself onto the retina. The Chronicle says that the therapy is called Luxterna. We have three guests to talk about Luxterna. Christian Guardino is a Luxterna patient. Elizabeth, or Beth Guardino, is Christian's mom. Dr. Jean Bennett is a professor of ophthalmology at the University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia. According to NBC News, Dr. Bennett helped develop this vision-restoring gene therapy. Welcome to the show, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure having you all. Christian, let's first learn about your life. Foundation Fighting Blindness says that you were diagnosed with LCA. That stands for Lieber Congenital Amaurosis. What's LCA? Lieber's congenital amaurosis, or LCA for short, is a inherited retinal disease. I see. The U.S. National Library of Medicine says that Lieber congenital amaurosis, it's a disease that basically affects the eye's retina. The retina detects the color and the light in the back of the eye. Before we get into ex- your experience living with LCA, I understand that you appeared on America's Got Talent performing the Jackson 5 hit song, Who's Loving You? You also got to perform in the competition's live round. Tell us more about this exciting adventure. Being able to be a part of American Talent and just being able to audition and and get the golden buzzer from Howie was just absolutely uh, such an amazing experience. And it was just so, like amazing to be able to meet such great people i made made it all the way to the semifinals and perform such amazing songs and so it was really awesome being able to perform on america's got time and howie mandel is definitely one good host actor and judge absolutely howie's awesome i love howie now back to lca elizabeth tell us what it's been like to support a son with lieber congenital amaurosis um, well, of course, the beginning was, was all awfully challenging. Um, we didn't know quite what we were up against. We didn't know what truly it meant for our son because all we knew was that he was severely visually impaired. There was not much known at the time of his diagnosis, so we were, we were quite alone, you know, especially through his earlier years up until he was about 12 years old. Um, and that was when, you know, actually he was about 11 years old and we started to see some decline in his vision and that sparked us to start doing a little more investigating and that was how we came across um, the 
conference um, for um, the foundation. At that time, it was the foundation for retinal research, and they held a, a family conference specifically for the LCA families. And I did a search on Facebook, of all things, and found an LCA support group, found out about the conference. And next thing I know, I had a packet in the mail to attend the conference, and that's what we did. And that's how we found our beloved Dr. Jean Bennett and Dr. Al McGuire. And um, that, that's, that's where our, our story changed drastically. I see, Dr. Bennett. <laughs> You're the F.M. Kirby Professor of Ophthalmology at the Perlman School of Medicine at the University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia. What do you do in this role? Well, my I run a laboratory trying to develop treatments for inherited blinding disease. And I've been involved in this with my husband for quite a long time. First of all, trying to develop all of the techniques and reagents that we would need to be able to do this, even before many of the genes had been identified, testing the therapies in appropriate models. The first model that we um, were able to test successfully was a dog that was is born blind spontaneously due to its own mutation, similar to what Christian has. And we showed we could reverse the blindness in this dog. That began our whole collaboration with Spark Therapeutics in terms of, of developing this as a treatment that could be used for people like Christian. Who is Spark Therapeutics? Spark Therapeutics is a company in Philadelphia that was formed by several collaborators of ours who were at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia who helped to develop this reagent as a treatment. And the company has sponsored the safety and efficacy clinical trials that led to the recent FDA advisory committee meeting, which you referred to in the beginning of this conversation. What other stages does the therapy have to go through in order for it to be officially approved? Well, the therapy has been through two different clinical trials with uh, different additions uh, to the first trial. The testing in terms of safety and efficacy has been completed as far as the initial approval of, in, in terms of applying for the initial approval of this drug, this reagent to be approved as a drug. We are optimistic that it will be approved by the FDA as a drug based on the recommendations of the recent advisory committee meeting. Once it is, it will become available at designated centers of excellence uh, where uh, people who have this particular condition could uh, receive the treatment. Fabulous. NBC News says that the therapy uses a special genetically engineered virus correcting a specific genetic defect that causes LCA. What's the defect? The defect is um, a, a malfunction of a protein called RPE65. That stands for retinal pigment epithelium 65 kilodalton protein. And so mutations in the gene, which encodes RPE65, prevent the cells in the back of the retina, which initiate the whole process of vision from actually being able to respond to light. The protein 
helps mediate the biochemical reactions which are necessary for vision to occur. So when it's defective, there is very poor vision. And so the intervention aims to deliver the normal copy of the gene, thereby replacing the defective protein in the cells and allowing the cells to see. How does the treatment for the gene therapy work? And how is it delivered? We talked a little bit about RP65, but how does the treatment for the gene therapy work? And how is it delivered? I hear the operation takes only 45 minutes. That's what the Daily Mail says. The idea is to deliver this correct copy of the DNA to the diseased cells, which are in the back of the eye. And that is done through packaging that DNA into a recombinant virus because DNA doesn't cross cell membranes easily, but viruses have evolved to be able to do this quite efficiently. So we take advantage of this virus, which is neutered and can't cause any disease on its own, to deliver this, to essentially serve as a Trojan horse, to get this correct copy of the DNA into the cells. That's done by a surgical technique which delivers many copies of this virus to the cells which are diseased and that's done under a surgical microscope using a very very fine needle that's about the size of the width of your eyelash and so it's you can imagine this is very very delicate surgery because it's going to a very specific part of the back of the eye while the person is asleep and the whole process of preparing the eye and then doing the injection takes about 40 minutes. The injection itself takes about 10 seconds. 10 seconds. That's pretty quick. Mm -hmm. It is pretty quick. That's 10 seconds of our lives. (laughs) (laughs) So Christian, what was it like having the procedure done? Well, To be able to have this procedure done, really the only word I could think of is miracle. Going from hardly being able to see anything to just having this procedure done and and seeing a whole new world that's out there, all these new things that you've never even seen before or things that you've heard of that you've always wanted to see and have never been able to see before. It's just an absolute miracle. Did they have to put you to sleep? Actually, they do put you under anesthesia. They do put you to sleep. You wake up, and there's this air bubble in your eye, this air bubble, like air pressure in your eye. It's like a bubble, and it's, I think, what holds everything into place. Now, Elizabeth or Beth, uh, do, do you like to be called Elizabeth or do you like to be called Beth? Normally, my family and friends call me Beth. That's fine. Okay, you know what? We'll call you Beth. When your son was going through the procedure and he had to have these gas bubbles put in his eye, did he have to stay in a certain position for like a day or a week or two weeks? He couldn't lay flat. He had to be propped up, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. 90 degrees. It was it was about 90 degrees or, or I thought it was 45 Dr. Bennett. (laughs) (laughs) I think it it was closer to 45. Yeah, I think it was 45. Yes. Thank you. My bad. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> so he had to, he had to stay in a you know a, a position at forty five degrees um, for a full twenty four hours, you know, just to let the reagent settle in its place. And that was you know also what the air bubbles job was to keep it you know to keep the reagent where it was meant to stay. So yeah, that was that was okay. <laughs> we managed. <laughs> Speaking of air bubbles. When my retina detached in 2001 in my right eye, they put the same gas bubbles in my right eye. And I had to do the same thing Christian did. Ah, so you and know. And it was tough sleeping, eating, and even laying. Just laying in that position for 24 hours. There were a few breaks, but I got through it. Yep. And they did their job. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> well worth it, I'm sure. Well worth it, it was. So, Christian, how did it feel to get your vision back after surgery? I felt like I was a baby again, like a toddler, just learning how to use his vision. I actually remember the when I, as soon as I woke up and I was in the uh, stretcher in the hospital bed, I was in that room with like just just one little light, and I looked to I looked to my left. And I saw one of the um, one of the nurses there, one of the coordinators there, and her name was Dominique. And I just looked over and I was like, "Is that you?" And it was in a room that I never would have been able to see in before the gene therapy. Daily Mail said that by the time you performed on America's Got Talent, you actually got to see the golden confetti being dropped on you. After winning the first round and continuing on to the competition, what additional incredible things have you been able to see since you got the therapy done? I've been able to see so many incredible things. I think one of the biggest and coolest things that I, I was able to see was, was probably the moon. I was able to see the moon for the first time after the gene therapy. It was really really crazy and I was just I was actually at a performance and they were calling me on stage but I wouldn't respond I was just staring at the moon actually the MC or and the host of the show came down and he's like Christian it's your turn and he was <laughs> looking at what I was looking at he was like yeah that's the moon I was like I'm seeing this for the first time we all cried everybody was crying I was crying so we went up on stage and, and um, it was just such an emotional night I saw the stars and fireworks. I, I love fireworks and, and the sunset and the sunrise. I love those too. Dr. Bennett, back to you. Um, what are the risks associated with Luxterna? Any risks? Well, part of, part of the role of the clinical trials is to try to, to identify all these risks beforehand. We, um, we did a numerous safety studies to make sure that it was going to be as safe as possible. And the risks that we found were generally those that we predicted, those that would be associated with the surgical procedure itself, which um, is a common procedure for many retinal conditions. Surgical procedure involves removing the jelly from the center of the eye and replacing it with fluid and then carrying out the injection and then putting in an air bubble, as you've heard about in 
that that's it. So the risks are the surgical surgical procedure, and then the risks of injecting this reagent itself. And so the risks associated with the surgical procedure can in, include um, retinal tears or de uh, detachments that need to be fixed, or uh, holes in the retina that need to be fixed, or cataracts. And those are all addressable. They can include things like increased eye pressure, and those can be that can be addressable with medications and so forth. Um, and then the risk of the vector, which we um, have found is really quite safe. We were concerned before the study started that it could cause an immune response or inflammation, but it turns out that um, that those kind of effects are minimal, fortunately. And um, and so um, the the risks we think are are quite minimal and can be addressed by if if there is a complication, can be addressed by other procedures or medications. Dr. Bennett, what are some of other patients that you've known of who've had Luxterna done? Can you tell us about some of their success stories? Certainly. Well, um, it's quite a diverse group, and it's 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 been amazing hearing all these stories. <laughs> including what you heard from Christian himself, which is really remarkable. Um, but other individuals have um, been college students who have had, but prior to the surgery, had a great deal of trouble going from one room to the next at school independently, being able to find um, their their classrooms, being able to meet people afterwards. It's an, an isolating disease you know, when you can't, see and meet people. And this has transformed their lives because it's allowed them to move around independently, go to classes, meet up with people, um, and socialize more. Uh, other people have been able to carry out sports. One person is is now uh, being going through driver's less license testing. Um, there are adults uh, who are parents of children who've been able to see their children's faces for the first time and to walk and meet them coming home from school and to um, be able to help them more with their homework and so forth. Um, and then there, there are a number of children who can't even remember what it was like not to be able to see well. They have adapted so well in terms of being able to read books and see classroom and play with their friends at night outside in the summer and see stars in the moon, such as uh, Christian described, and um, and basically to lead a normal life. Christian, while we're talking about education, ever since getting Luxterna done, has that helped you improve your performance in school? Absolutely. Uh, before receiving Luxterna, I was... Uh, sit trying to you know focus in class and and it was really hard being able to see what the teachers were were um, you know doing and 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 the the board in school and after Luxterna I've actually received technological services it's definitely helped <laughs> and um, I've been able to actually see what's on a whiteboard and be able to to read. <laughs> enlarged print and it's just it's been so much more helpful what do you have to say about that mom 
I'm absolutely thrilled about that because, you know, before it was a, a big challenge for him to stay on task. So he would be very distracted by any, any sudden sound, any, um, you know, any other kind of chatter that was going on. It would distract. Now he's able to definitely stay more on task and involved in his classrooms. Um, so it, it has helped him, you know, deal that way. Dr. Bennett, how can our listeners learn more about the Luxturd and Gene Therapy? Well, Spark Therapeutics uh, will have information about the the gene therapy on its website, and there will be other physicians who will be administering administering the reagent to qualified people um, at their various sites. One thing that I recommend is for anybody who was born with with uh, this condition uh, or or had severe blindness at, at young ages is to receive the genetic testing to see if they have the RP65 mutation because this reagent will not work unless you actually have that mutation. The 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 intervention is designed specifically for that in- intervention. And Spark Therapeutics has set up a program to do that testing for free at a site um, which describes this called ID Your IRD. All right. We'll be putting that website up on the Speaking Out for the Blind website. Christian, before we go, I know our audience would love for you to sing. How do you feel about doing that? <laughs> Absolutely. I can give you something. <laughs> Let's see. What we got? When I had you, oh, I treated you bad. And oh, my dear, and girl, since since you've been away, don't you know I sit around with my head hanging down, and I wonder who's loving you. Bravo! Bravo! That was great, Christian. Thank you. Is there anything else you all like would like to add? I think I'm good here. <laughs> this is Jean. I would just like to say that it's people like Christian who are the real pioneers in all of this. Who, you know, without them volunteering for this experiment, we would not be at this point of actually being on the verge of having the first reagent approved to be able to treat a blinding disease for which people were told, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do just a few years ago. Wow. This is wonderful, everyone. We hope that the new gene therapy continues with success to restore the sight of more patients. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Thank you so much for having us. 
You're very welcome. And before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind, or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind, or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website, that's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. My new email address is speakout at acbradio.org, and my show archive is at acbradio.org slash speaking dash out dash four dash dash blind. Please note that there is a link located at the top half of the page and below the heading that says Home Speaking Out for the Blind where you can subscribe to the podcast feed and listen to Speaking Out for the Blind shows, ranging from episode 94 to the present. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening, and remember to speak out. Here at ACB Radio Mainstream, we are always working to improve the quality of our programming. If you have any feedback about anything you have heard here on ACB Radio Mainstream, please let us know by sending an email to support at acbradio.org. That's support at acbradio.org. You are listening to ACB Radio Mainstream, connecting the blind community. Affiliates in Action. We advocate for the education, employment, and social inclusion of all blind and visually impaired Americans. Affiliates are really the heartbeat of the organization. The affiliates are are where our members are. Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern on ACB Radio Mainstream, replaying periodically throughout the broadcast day. We really want people to think about listening to ACB Radio to get the latest word on happenings within ACB. Affiliates in Action. The heart and voices of ACB on ACB Radio Mainstream. Together, we can do anything. The American Council of the Blind has established the Legacy Society to honor and recognize individuals who have communicated their intentions to include ACB in their estate plans via a bequest or another type of planned gift. We want to acknowledge individuals for including ACB in their will while they are still living so that we can thank them for their commitment to perpetuating ACB's good work for years to come. Says ACB President Kim Charlson, more information about the Legacy Society and how you can help is available from Tom Tobin, Director of Development at ttobin, T-T-O-B-I-N, at acb.org, or by phone at 800-424-8666, option 5. Thank you for listening to ACB Radio and for considering ACB's future financial needs. ACB, ACB, ACB. Radio